Well, friends, our scripture this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 3 today. Hear the word of the Lord. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, we thank you for your word. And we just ask that now by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would move among us in such a way that our hearts and our minds would be open to receive all that you have for us this day. And Lord, will you take these simple words of mine and turn them from water into wine? Because God, we know that you take the simple things of this world and you can do miracles with them. So won't you do that now again here in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, uh, this text is so full, just those few verses, and we could talk about all kinds of things, but I want to talk this morning about being curious, about what it is to be curious and and to live a life of curiosity. um, Because I would say that we we probably aren't doing that very well. I know I'm not. I don't know when the last time was, well, I have an idea of for some of you, when the last time was that you sat with a child and they asked a million questions. <laughs> I, I know y'all can't see it on, online, but we've got a bunch of kids here this morning. So, so listen, get ready. I know y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Because when you say to a kid, hey, I need you to stop playing and put your shoes on so that we can go, Why? I mean, that's the first question, of course, right? Why? Do I have to? Where are we going? When are we going to be back? Who's going to be there? How long is it going to take to get there? Is there going to be food there? Wait, why isn't that friend going to be there? Who who else is coming? Can we, are we leaving now? Do we have to go right now? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Listen, that's just the simple ones, right? Because let's be real, our kids are so full of curiosity that that everything becomes a necessity to ask questions about. Why are these chairs set up like that? Well, why are there only four there, but there are five there? Why are there four sets of chairs? Why are there those tables? Who is going to be sitting? You know, it just continues. And it doesn't matter where you go or what you're doing. They have questions about it all. Why is that light on? I don't know. (laughs) Right? 
But that's the best part. That even in the midst of whatever this life throws at them, they can ask questions. And they've got great questions. So if we're, if we're not completely frustrated and beside ourselves because they're asking the thousandth question this hour, they can ask some pretty incredible questions if we listen. But the best part is that they just keep going. That there's nothing set out that keeps them from asking questions. They don't have any preconceived notions. They don't have any answers that tell them that they can't ask questions or that they shouldn't ask questions. And that's the difficult part about us as adults, even as teenagers, even as we're growing, right? Because, because at some point we realize that certain questions have more finite answers, some of them. And so as we start to ask these questions and we get some answers, we start to put some limits, right? Because we have a knowledge and an understanding. And so it, it's just this, this is our understanding. And so then we stop asking the questions, right? Because we feel like we've gotten understanding. It might not be a complete understanding. It might not be a full understanding, but we have an understanding. And so we stop asking the questions. And probably more often than we'd like to admit, we also um, maybe encourage uh, stopping asking questions by saying, stop asking questions right? Or because I said so, and that's it. <laughs> and we do. We, we stop asking. Our curiosity wanes. We are not known as curious people. There's a a show on one of the streaming uh, devices. us on Apple TV. It's called Ted Lasso. And it's, it's the story of a, of a, English soccer team who gets a new coach and it's an American college football coach who comes to coach premier soccer in England. And uh, I get to watch it because my husband loves soccer. <laughs> but let me tell you that um, if you have access to it, I strongly encourage you to watch it because it is one of the funniest kindest, just, just, it's the kind of show you want to watch and that we wish there were more of because you'll laugh, but you're not like grossed out. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just wholesome. It's good. Anyway, so there's this one scene. Ted is this coach and he is in a bar with a bunch of, of folks including the former owner of the team. And the former owner of the team, along with everyone else in the town, uh, just believes that Ted has no idea what he's doing and he shouldn't be there. And they have their limitations and preconceived notions, right? And so the former manager is, is saying, hey, 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 I, I'm actually also kind of part owner and, and uh, I'm gonna start making sure you know that I'm part owner, you know how that kind of thing happens. And it's like, oh, we all love Ted, so we don't like this guy. But he's going to exert some of his authority. And Ted says, um, would you like to make a little wager over a game of darts, perhaps? 
and he threw a dart with his right hand. And this guy was like, yeah, let's do it. So Ted's like, okay, here's our wager. And the guy's like, perfect. And he then pulls out his set of darts, right? So this manager is like, he knows he's about to win and kick this guy's butt, right? So, so then Ted goes, oh, okay. Well, uh, I, just, I just realized I, I forgot I, I'm actually left-handed. And then he throws a dart, bullseye. So you know it's going to be a good game, right? So we get to the end of the game, and, and Ted's got the last, the last shot. He needs... I don't even know how many, like 180 points or something like that. And if you play darts, you understand it. I don't listen. He has to throw four. And they've got to hit the right spot. That's all I know. So here he goes. He throws the first one right where it needed to go. He says, you know, I've been underestimated my entire life. I never understood why, he said. But I've always been underestimated. Throws the second one. Hits right where it needs to go. And then he starts to tell how he had seen a billboard with a quote from Walt Whitman that said, be curious, not judgmental. And he said, you know, I saw that billboard as I was taking my son to school and I thought, huh, be curious, not judgmental. You know, all of those bullies, he thought, when he was in school, they weren't curious. They just wanted to belittle me. They wanted to judge everything and everyone. And he said, you know, I realized that as they were judging me, it had nothing to do with who I actually was because they didn't know who I was. They just had their own judgment of me. They weren't curious at all. He threw the third of four darts and it went right where it needed to go. So everybody's getting nervous and excited now, right? He said, you know, he looked at the manager and he said, you didn't ask me a single question about myself. You didn't ask me if I'd ever played darts before, but if you had, I would have told you yes. And if you had asked me how often I had played darts, I would have told you that I played darts every Sunday from the age of 10 to 16 with my dad until he died. And if you had asked me, I would have told you that I'm pretty good. But you weren't curious, Ted said to the manager. You were judgmental. He threw the last dart. It was the bullseye. He won. <gasps> the whole place erupts. It was amazing. Because we don't ask enough questions. Am I right? Because too often, we might actually be surprised, pleasantly surprised, if we were just a little bit more curious. Instead of staying within our our knowledge, our understanding, what we perceive as the right answers. It's amazing how God does it, but, you know, here I am planning to talk about curiosity, and, and yesterday, 
Didn't God give me a perfect example of the importance of being curious with one another? Yesterday morning, I went to pick up an order that I had placed for a fundraiser that is have, uh, that a church about 40 minutes away was holding. Um, listen, they are the best pepperoni rolls and buffalo chicken rolls you have ever tasted. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they just are. <laughs> so I had gone to pick them up and... Um, and I was standing there in the parking lot, and, and my friend Brian was the one who kind of uh, led up the, the fundraiser. And so, um, so he was manning the table, and I actually was standing back, and I was chatting with the pastor. I had never met that pastor before. So we were having a little conversation, and it was just a nice morning to just be with people, you know. And uh, so somebody came into the parking lot, and they came up to the table to pick up their pepperoni rolls. And, and Brian, um, he was, he's just always making conversation. And, and so he says to the gentleman, he said, I don't think I know you. Have you ever been to our church before? And he said, oh, no, no, I haven't. And he said, oh, do you attend another church? And the gentleman said, no, I don't. I don't anymore. And Brian said, oh, well, you know, if you have any interest, we would love to have you join us. And, and he said, tomorrow morning is really going to be the perfect time because, we're celebrating Christmas in July. And let me tell you, this church was like, they were seriously doing it up this morning. They were having a Christmas cantata. They were having like a, a string quartet, live music, a, 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 a soprano soloist from the Pittsburgh Opera. I mean, come on, they're not, they're not messing around down there. But, uh, and the guy was like, oh, thank you. But no, I don't think I'll come. So Brian said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. But if anything changes, we'd love to have you come. Like, uh, you know, so you, he said, you have attended church though? See, he didn't stop, right? He kept going. Yeah, yeah, I used to attend church. I used to attend church with my family. Oh, I'm so, so, I'm, so did something happen? Well, my mom, my, you see, my wife died um, of cancer. And shortly after that, my son died in a work accident. It was an accident. It was, a, it was a fluke thing. But, you know, when God takes the two people that are closest to you, how do you, how do you keep going? He said, I, j- I just lost my faith. Brian kept asking questions. He wasn't probing. He didn't know he needs to know all the details. He just said, well, that's hard. So church then just, you couldn't go back? No, I used to be kind of involved. I used to be on like a committee, but no, I, I just I just can't go. Brian said, do you still have faith in other people? No, no, not really, because everybody's out for themselves these days. And, and you know, we used to care about each other. We used to just help out our neighbors just because, not expecting anything in return, but you can't do that these days. Brian said, would you... Would you be willing to come inside with me for a minute? I'd like to. I'd like you to meet some people. And the guy was like, "Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll come inside with you." And so I turned and watched the two of them walk into the church basement, where I knew that that gentleman was about to meet at least six people, who do, on a regular basis in that church, just because. They do, and they care, and they, they make meals, and, and they provide in a way for that community because 
they know the love of God and they know that they're called to do not to receive anything in return, but just because it's who we are. And I don't know exactly how that turned out yesterday morning. I don't know if that gentleman showed up in church today. It would be pretty cool if he did. But I want you to hear that Brian was curious. Brian asked the questions. He didn't tell him how to find faith. He didn't tell him what he needed to do and the steps he needed to follow to find faith. He didn't tell him that that God was with him even in the midst of that. He he wasn't asking him to, to change his mind. He just wanted to give him a, an, a space to be able to share his story. Know that it was a place where he could trust and be who he was. Exactly who he was with all the emotions and everything he was feeling at that very moment. And it would be okay. He was being curious. Brian was being curious, but he wasn't being pushy. He wasn't being judgmental. And that's what God calls us to. That's what God wants us to do. God wants us to be curious. God wants us to be curious with him too. God wants us to, to, say, to say something like, like God, I... I I thought you were going to do this. Why, God, is this happening in my life? God, God, what am I supposed to do with this situation? God, where am I heading? How do I know who to trust or which, which direction to go? And, and God wants us to ask those questions. And somebody's going to say, but I thought there was a scripture that says, don't question God. Well, no, don't question God, but ask God questions because he wants to give you answers. He wants to be able to to show you through his word that yes, we are to pray without ceasing. And that not only that, but we are to, to find others because when two or more gather and agree together in prayer, God hears our prayers and those are just two, just two of the scriptures on prayer. And that is, not even the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. It's like the snowflake of the iceberg because God has all of these answers that he wants us to know and and wants us to see and understand, but we're not asking the questions. We're allowing everything that we see and everything that we perceive and, well, it's not fitting in our understanding. So we don't think to go beyond it. But Paul in, in Ephesians, he, he was saying that this prayer that he had for, his, for the people in Ephesus was that, was that they would know, not just, not just have a, a simple understanding, but truly be able to grasp, here it is, right? How, how wide and long and high and Deep is the love of Christ. I, I don't know about you, but if, if I am going to understand the love of Christ, friends, it means I'm going to have to go beyond my understanding of what love is. If I'm going to be able to understand the love of Christ, then it has to be more than what I have experienced in this 
life. Now, now I consider myself blessed that I have had some great examples of love. But, um, you know, sometimes I don't feel very loved whenever my husband eats that last piece of cake. And sometimes I don't feel very loved when that friend didn't call me on my birthday. And instead of allowing my expectation and my interpretation and understanding of love to get the best of me, I need to ask the questions. I need to be curious because that's what love does. How do you... I was really hoping to have that last piece of cake. I didn't think you were going to eat it because you had already had a couple. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was so good. I didn't think you wanted it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but listen, I know he really didn't think I wanted it. <laughs> you know, when you say I'm not eating sugar, eh, it kind of sends mixed signals, doesn't it? And what about just picking up the phone? Instead of being mad because the person didn't call you on your birthday, so pick up the phone and call them. Hey, how you doing? I haven't heard from you in a while. Just thought I'd say hi. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for calling. It has been one of the worst weeks. I cannot keep my head up. There's just so much going on. It has been overwhelming. All of these things just keep popping up. Oh my gosh, yesterday was your birthday. I completely forgot. I'm so sorry. That person loves me. It's not that they were mad at me or didn't care and therefore didn't call me on my birthday. But out of curiosity, all of a sudden, it's more than just a little annoyance. And now you can pour into that person's life. Because that's what love is. Being there for one another. And that's what God wants us to know. He wants us to know and be able to grasp this understanding so that we can understand this, this love, that we can have this surpassing knowledge. Because Paul says that, that he is able, that God is able that even in the midst of our anxiety and in the midst of our despair, in the midst of our, our struggles, God is able. God is able to do immeasurably more than all you could ever ask or imagine. Now, if we're not being curious, then our imagination's not in, in the best shape either, is it? <laughs> Because our curiosity and our imagination just kind of, kind of grow together. But God is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. And if that's the kind of God that we serve, if that's the kind of God that we love and that we know and that we trust in, then why aren't we asking the question? Why have we lost our curiosity? Why have we stopped asking who God is and what God's doing in this world and how God wants us to love and, and who God wants us to be? Why have we stopped asking the questions? Friends, it's time to, to break through some of those limitations. 
and just allow ourselves to trust in the God who is able and be curious to not only know God better, but how that knowledge of God, that surpassing knowledge, can help us love one another too. Will you pray with me? God, you are good and you are faithful. And God, even though we can find ourselves in places and times where we are overcome with despair, where we're overcome with fear and doubt and anxiety, God, we know that there is this all-surpassing knowledge that comes only from you, but we need to be curious about it. We need to be curious because it's when we're curious that you answer us and you answer in ways that we could never even begin to imagine. So God, will you stir up something within us Something within us that just burns with this desire, that burns with a curiosity of who you are, that drives us to your word, and fill us with a curiosity about others. Not because we're wanting to judge them, but because we want to know who they are and who you've created them to be. Oh God, thank you that we are not alone. Thank you that we are who you have created us to be. Help us to get excited about sharing that with the world. In Jesus' name, amen.